the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. Welcome to another thrill-packed edition of Unite, i.e. radio, the radio show for the most important political office, that of the private citizen, and we see every day the need for people to step up to the obligations of that office if we're going to save little things like freedom, the republic, the right to elect our leaders, little things like that. My name is Greg Britton with the Redlands Tea Party Patriots, and I am joined by my co-host, Don Dix. And again, we are both in our secret underground bunkers somewhere in Southern California, sheltering from the dreaded coronavirus. Can't be, cannot be too safe these days. I think we're sheltering from the dreaded progressive agenda, too, but that's a whole other story. You know, know, the the big question is Florida, Texas, or Belize? (laughs) But seriously, we are so pleased to have with us today uh, a returning guest, Jenny Beth Martin, who is co-founder and now CEO of Tea Party Patriots and Tea Party Patriots Citizens Fund. And she was involved way back in 2009 with that very first those Tea Party rallies after, um, I forget the guy's name, the, uh, who did that famous rant on the floor of the uh, Chicago Rick Santilli. Exchange. Santilli. Santilli. And organized that within a, a week or two after that, and the whole movement uh, kicked off from there. And what particularly brings us, bring, led us to invite her back today is her involvement in the uh, Georgia vote fraud matters. Uh, but because I, I learned recently, she has been working with the Trump legal team in Georgia to assemble a massive lawsuit demonstrating how more than enough votes were illegal in that state to flip the state to where it should have been to to Donald Trump. And she's also involved in the key Senate runoff races in Georgia. And earlier this year was involved in um, the coronavirus matter and trying to bring to light the truth that there was a cheap an effective drug for coronavirus called hydroxychloroquine taken with other drugs uh, can um, in many cases arrest the uh, cure the patient early on uh, but we can't have any cheap and effective cure for her coronavirus not when the Dem- democrat party's agenda depends on it so welcome to the show jenny beth and we'll, we'll let's jump into the vote fraud in georgia and what you're trying to do about it well, thank you so much for having me. And I have been named as a litigation consultant in the on the Trump legal team in Georgia. I'm not an attorney. I'm really good, though, at organizing people and just rolling up my sleeves and doing what it takes to get things done. And one of the things I have done is talk to witnesses in Georgia, people who, who called in with various incidents um, with issues, either when they went to vote or as poll watchers, designated monitors or public observers of the canvassing of votes. And then I helped turn those statements into affidavits, at, which are, were notarized and Over 100 of those were included in the lawsuit that Donald J. Trump, candidate for president, and David Schaefer, Georgia Republican Party chairman, filed in Georgia. It is the only suit that President Trump has filed in Georgia. You know, it's really too bad that in Georgia we don't have a Republican-controlled legislature, a Republican governor, and a Republican secretary of state that that would have went on top of all these elections integrity issues from the get-go. It's disappointing that we don't have that or a Republican attorney general or a Republican lieutenant governor. The sad fact is, of course, every single one of those positions that you just named either is run by Republicans or Republicans have the majority in our state legislature. And still, even with that, they have not done the work they needed to do to truly understand the re- the evidence that Donald Trump presented in this case when he filed it in Georgia. There were um, 
tens of thousands of votes that were cast improperly, invalidly, or, or illegally in Georgia, from felons who voted to people who were under the age of 17 when they registered to vote, which would make their voter registration in, ineligible or invalid, and therefore they'd be ineligible to vote. Uh, people who voted in the Georgia election, yet they registered in another state to vote after they had registered in Georgia, which means they are assuming residency in some other state. The list goes on and on. There were people who double voted, not a lot, but still when you're dealing with an election where, where the total is less than 12,000 votes, every single vote adds up and it matters. Then on top of that, we had 1.3 million absentee ballots cast in the general election. That, that is, I think, six times more than what we have had in previous years for absentee ballots. In previous years, the re rate of rejection for absentee ballots was about an average of 3%. Yet in this general election, with many, many more absentee ballots cast, the rate of rejection was 0.34%. And in raw numbers, there were fewer ballots rejected in the general election this year, even though so many more were cast than in previous years. We think a big problem with that is that the signatures on the outer envelopes of the absentee ballots did not they were not verified as state law requires which requires an absentee ballot application signature match and a signature match with the um, signature on file whether voter registration or motor voter and of course when you separate the envelope from the ballot inside you lose all ability to be able to deal with that ballot if it's proven that that individual uh signature didn't match. So what good does an audit do of the ballots when they've been separated from the envelopes? I want you to address that. But I also think another important point, when the number of votes that separated Donald Trump and Joe Biden is 10,000, everything that you just mentioned means that it's almost within the margin of error of all of those issues that you have 10,000 votes. And we were promised that the individuals that were guilty of voter fraud, voting more than two ballots from 2016 would be prosecuted. They've only brought two of those, and yet we have over a 1,000 now individuals that have been proven to have cast two ballots that actually got through, uh, much less the number of people that actually did vote two ballots. This election was rife with fraud. I guess the thing that I'd love for you to address is, given that background, um, what promise do we have that the Senate election is going to be devoid of any of those issues? Okay, so there are several several questions to unpack there. I'm going to go to the fastest thing first. Gregory asked, um, "What what what's the status of the case? The case was filed in Fulton County Superior Court, and it was against the Secretary of State, members of the State Election Board, and boards of election for 15 for 15 counties in Georgia. We have 159 counties and it is stalled and the court court has not even had a preliminary hearing at this point. The judge that was assigned to it is improperly assigned because it's not a senior judge and when it's not a senior judge, you can't have a judge who is in the the county where election issues are in question mm. or within the district and in this case it would be the full county. So we're dealing with that but it, it's stalled at the moment and we're having to work that through the court system which the attorneys have been working on this week. What you said about the absentee ballots being separated from the envelopes, absolutely true. They're separated. We want that to happen. I am completely yep. in favor of a a private ballot and a secret, secret. ballot. So we yep. don't want to violate that. The, the way that the Georgia election code works is that if you can show enough ineligible, Ill, illegal um votes or people who had problems with voting or irregularities with voting that total more than the margin of victory, regardless of how the people voted or would have voted. If you can show that difference, then the election is invalid in Georgia. Wow. And the remedy for that under state law, under normal circumstances, is to redo the election. 
um, there are questions exactly how you would handle that for the president. I think the Constitution then would supersede state law. But the fact is, it, it would be invalid. And that's what we're trying to prove in court. Um, what, how does this impact the um, the runoff. Well, that's you asked, why does it matter about auditing the signatures? The signatures actually matter a great deal for Donald Trump and that election, but they also matter for the runoff. If absentee ballots are going through again for the runoff that should not be be counted because the person is dead or the ballot is invalid for any number of reasons or the signatures don't match, those should never be counted in the first First place, they're, they're not valid votes. So making sure that we get an audit of the signatures, if we find that there were significant and real problems in the general election, that would call to question what's happening with the runoff as well. And if they had done the audit when we asked weeks and weeks ago, we asked, I think, five different times for this. And only yesterday did they announce for the very first time that they are doing a, a statewide audit. And I think we're pre-recording, so it, they announced that for the very first time on Wednesday of this past week. Um, but the, the statewide audit hasn't even begun yet. So if they'd done it earlier, we'd have a much better sense of what was going to happen going into the runoff. Those ballots began to be separated on Monday for the runoff election. And I think that it would be wise for David Perdue and Kelly Leffler to file suit to try to get an emergency order, a temporary restraining order, not to separate those until mm -hmm. the audit is complete. Whether they can do that or not, I don't know. But it's, in my opinion, as a voter in Georgia, better to do it ahead of tabulating votes than to have to deal yep. with a remedy after the election where you may find that the election was invalid. I, um, I'll be happy to talk about voter enthusiasm too, but I, I talked a lot, so I'll be quiet for a moment. One of the one of the more publicized elements of the of of the election in Georgia was they were one of the four states which are riddled with vote fraud that stopped counting that night. There was this announcement of a water main break, which is a lie, but we do know that they sent home the observers and the media, and then start then pulled out huge cases of ballots to to count them. And so they weren't cheating. Why would they send everybody home and lie that they were stopping counting for the night? Well, I think that this is the important thing to understand about what you just said. Let's talk about the water main break, just so we have the facts so people understand the facts. Early in the morning, around 6.04, they announced that, well, they, there was apparently a water main break. That's what they said, or at least that's how later in the day it was reported that there was a water main break in Fulton County and a delayed voting and a delayed absentee ballot tabulation. In fact, that had been cleared up by around 8, 8.30 in the morning. It was not a water main break. It was not even a busted pipe, but there was some sort of leaking water on the floor where the absentee ballots were from the from apparently a leaky toilet. So there was water on the floor. It did not affect ballots. It happened very early in the morning. Late in the evening, the media was reporting that that is what caused them to need to close early um, and, and make everyone leave. I, they're they're disputing that now, but the media kind of did that. And it's possible the media just got some of the facts wrong. What we know for certain is that the, the Fulton County um, election workers told the public who was observing and they told the media, we're done counting for the night. We are not going to begin counting until tomorrow morning. And so go home. You need to leave. We're closing up. Go home. Then after they did that and after the media left and the public left, they resumed counting. Now, the story goes, since we've been able to show some of the videos and in, in the suitcases with ballots coming up from under ta the table, the, the ballots in Georgia are are stored in suitcases or in Pelican cases. So that part, it's odd, but it's what, what they do. You know, they're heavy and they've got wheels. So this is a way to, to move ballots around. But um, what we know for certain is that when they sent everyone home and said they were not going to count anymore, they should have stopped counting. And instead they began again. Now, apparently the Secretary of State's office is the one who told them to keep counting. And presumably based on public reports, I don't have a sworn affidavit to this, but based on the way that the 
Secretary of State's office is talking to the, the public right now about it. They knew that the counting had been announced that it was going to quit, and they told them to restart anyway. Mm. So they knew they gave notice to the public that they were stopping, and then they came in and told them to count anyway. And that makes me wonder if not only did the Fulton County Board of Elections do something wrong and possibly violated state law, but it makes me question whether the Secretary of State's office Either, either on purpose, I don't, I can't say that it was on purpose. I think inadvertently contributed to that violation of state law. And telling people to leave and then continuing to count, there's even a news report from one of the local news stations that, that said that that would have been illegal. We need to take a break here. Our sponsor actually likes to have his commercials played during our radio show. So let's hear from Ed Hoffman of Summit Funding, the place to go for your real estate lending needs, both residential and commercial. Back after this. Hi, this is Ed Hoffman with Summit Funding and host of the main event, Heard Weekends, right here on AM590 The Answer. By now, I'm sure you've all been hearing about the fact that mortgage rates have dropped a whole percentage point in the last 12 months. So what does that mean to you? Well, if you own a home, it means we can possibly, one, reduce your payment, two, pull out cash and pay off other bills, and then further reduce your payment, or three, we can possibly reduce the term of your loan and get your home paid off years earlier than you planned. If you're over 62 considering a reverse mortgage, the lower the interest rates are, the more money you get on a reverse mortgage. And if you haven't even inquired about a reverse, you owe it to yourself to investigate this tremendous financing option. So if you're thinking about any of these, the time to act is now. For more information, call me at 855-640-2020. That's 855-640-2020. One last time, 855-640-2020. Or go to edhoffman.net and click on the Summit Funding logo. Ed Hoffman, NMLS ID number 590. The answer. Welcome back to the Unite IE Radio Show, the show for the most important political office, that of private citizen. We're very fortunate right now to have Jenny Beth Martin uh, with the Tea Party Patriots with us, who has a on-the-ground perspective of what's unfolding in Georgia. We've just talked about uh, a, a, a quick briefing on all of the irregularities, the fraud, and everything that's unfolded during the presidential election. We're turning our attention now to the Georgia runoff races, the Senate races, two very very important races where over $500 million has been injected into these races. And a a very important part of this race that's going to be of these Senate races that we're going to hold a special election for on January the 5th is what is the voter enthusiasm on the ground? Jenny Beth Martin alluded to that. And what can we do out here in California to support that effort. Um, tell us a little bit about where the folks sit right now in Georgia. I know Lynn Wood, an attorney, said, uh, don't bother going and voting. Uh, horrible, horrible advice in, a, in an election that could swing the balance of power for the future of America. How are the folks in Georgia reacting to the national focus right now? Okay, so Lynn... Lynn Wood, just so we can understand this, he's done some good things with filing sure. suit and bringing bringing Absolutely. shining light on some of the issues with voters in Georgia. He, in his lawsuit, when he had a preliminary hearing, he actually said he did not vote in the primary. He only voted in the general election. Mm-hmm. And there's reporting that he votes Democrat or has voted Democrat. So he's not um, maybe as committed to making sure that there is a majority in the Senate that can block um, a Biden presidency should Biden become the president or that can help the Trump presidency should Trump become president. And so I, I think that his motivation is different than most of the voters in Georgia. I think voters who voted for Trump understand that in order to protect the Trump legacy, the Republicans do need to maintain control in the United States Senate. I haven't been talking to people who say they're not going to vote. I've been talking to people who who are very, very concerned about whether whether the the election will be secure. And mm-hmm. even though they question that, they still understand that if they don't vote, 
that is one way to guarantee we don't win, at least if they vote and they know that people like me and others are working to keep the election secure, that, that we have a fighting shot. So the enthusiasm is there. You know, it's Christmas time. I don't really want to see ads for politics in the middle of Christmas time, <laughs> but it is what it is. We've got to just plow right. through it. Too much is at stake. You know, okay. part- go ahead, Gregory. The Republicans, it, it's always, it's always the, the rank and file is always suspicious of the Republican establishment. So you have Mitch McConnell earlier this week congratulating Kamala Harris and Joe Biden. No mention of the clear, obvious, massive, in-our-faces vote fraud. Um, you had one of the candidates, Sonny, uh, David Perdue himself, was on an interview, and he was almost giddy about the prospect of making deals with a president, with a president Biden. So I mean, to some extent, these guys are just. You know, they're, t- they're talking amnesty. They're, they just passed a bill in the Senate to allow massive increase in foreign white collar and tech workers. I mean, the, in a sense, like I said at the outset, they're almost doing training everything they possibly can, the Republican leadership, to demotivate their base. I understand that concern. Um, I have talked to David Perdue. I've, I've known him for, for six years now. And I, I can tell you he is a huge supporter of President Trump. I don't, I saw that interview. Maybe he just, he, David Perdue used to run a Fortune 100 company or a Fortune 500 company. And I think kind of like Trump, he's not the best sometimes on live interviews. You know, he's not that polished politician who's been practicing for years and years and years. And I think he just kind of fell into something there without even realizing what he was doing. I'm giving him the benefit of the doubt on that one. Um, he he is very concerned about the election being secure, and I think it's very important for him and for Kelly Loeffler to get reelected. Um, as far as Mitch McConnell goes, my thinking on that is that that Leader McConnell has not actually read the cases that the president has filed in Georgia and Nevada and some of the other places, along with the case that uh, members of Congress and state legislators have filed in Pennsylvania challenging the constitutionality of of the the state constitutionality of the the mail-in balloting that just happened in Pennsylvania. I would urge him to do that. I think he needs to do that. And I think that he needs to remember he took an oath to the Constitution, and the Constitution's deadline is not last week or this past Monday. It is not next week. It is not even on January 6th. It actually is is later in January when we have to swear in the president. And there is still more time. Now, do I think that this is going to be easy if I had to place a bet on it would I, I don't even gamble, but I, I think the odds are against us and against the president right now. That doesn't mean it's not worth fighting for. It doesn't right. mean that the president has quit. And I think Mitch McConnell owes it to the voters in these states where we think our election was stolen from us to to just step back and not say anything until the court in these cases, work their way through the court. And then he, you you know, maybe we lose, maybe we actually are wrong and our evidence won't hold up, but we at least need our day in court. Whatever the judges do, we're not wrong. The evidence is overwhelming. But in our in our little remaining time here, I know the Tea Party Patriots were very active in the last election. Um, I probably sent out I sent out thousands of text messages myself and a whole bunch of hand addressed letters. Tell us what the, the Tea Party Patriots is doing for the Senate runoffs and how people can from California can make a difference there. Um, so go to TeaPartyPatriots.org, TeaPartyPatriots.org. There'll be a banner at the top that says something like Save America, Secure the the Senate, you can click on that banner. And from there, we'll have um, action items for you, including being able to text message from home and also to send letters to to individual voters in Georgia before the before the election. So you you can hand address letters and get those to them just as a personal contact. It's very important. The last election for the president came down to fewer than 12,000 votes. So anything and everything people around the country can do to help send text messages, write letters, and make phone calls will will make a difference on January 5th. And these yeah, <clears throat> Democrats are running. The number of votes that are out there, that's so important. 
Yeah, the the Democrats are running. They are working hard. They are on on the ground in Georgia now, even though they were not on the ground for Hunter Biden. They are going door to door for for Warnock and for Ossoff. Warnock applauded Fidel Castro in his church. Ossoff has welcomed the endorsement of, of socialist Bernie Sanders. These are extreme radicals who are not right for Georgia. And we definitely do not want them to become become senators and take our country in a different direction than one that supports liberty and freedom. Jenny, we are out. We are so we are out of time, but we are so grateful for being, or being on our show and what you're doing for the cause in Georgia and nationally with Tea Party Patriots. Um, look forward to our next conversation. Thank you again and stay tuned. Merry Christmas. Good night. Thank Great. you. Merry Christmas. Hi, everyone. This is Ed Hoffman with Summit Funding and host of the main event, Heard Weekends, right here on AM 590 The Answer. For those of you that are 62 or older and haven't taken the time to inquire into a reverse mortgage, here are some great reasons to consider one. One, you don't have to make monthly mortgage payments unless you want to. Two, a reverse mortgage can supplement your retirement income and allow your retirement savings to last longer, which will save you money on taxes or possibly allow you to delay taking Social Security benefits, which will increase your benefit when you do. Three, when you finally pass on, your kids inherit the home and the equity in it, along with the money that has accumulated in your bank accounts from not having to make monthly mortgage payments. Four, no prepayment penalty if you decide to sell the home or refinance out of it. And the biggest reason, it's your equity. Use it when you want it. Interest rates are low, which means more money available. So if you've inquired before and it didn't work, it may work today. Calling to find out more details is free, so call me at 855-640-2020. That's 855-640-2020, or go to edhoffman.net and click on the Summit Funding logo. When you're in an auto accident, you want quality repairs done as fast as possible. All you need is All-Star. For 20 years, CarStar, All-Star Collision, and Corona has delivered quality work and customer service with honesty and integrity. So when the inevitable happens to you, all you need is CarStar, All-Star Collision. 951-279-9161. Mention AM590 and get a free rental car for up to five days or $100 off your repairs. CarStar All-Star Collision, the kings of wreck and roll. 951-279-9161. AM590, the answer. Have yourself a merry little Christmas. Let your heart be light. From now on, our troubles will be out of sight. Need to coronavirus. Um, our government lords and masters would have us cancel Christmas, but it doesn't mean you can't you can't have a good time these holidays because the director of health, with all those in quotes, in Pennsylvania has just issued new guidelines how to safely attend an orgy. In the, in, in the age of coronavirus. So instead of having yourself a merry little Christmas, you can have yourself a merry little orgy. Wow, sorry about that. I just, uh, th- that news just caused me to move my arm and I knocked my microphone. So that bang was me hitting my microphone in just complete and utter astonishment that we've gotten Dr. to the place. What? The, the person's name goes by the name Dr. Rachel Levine. It's a, a real doctor. Well, or, I don't or, or a Jill Biden doctor, Jill Biden doctor or a Dr. Pepper doctor. But it does uh, does have the period and doctor, unlike unlike uh, unlike Dr. Pepper. But uh, this person is a is, is a male pretending to be a female is the director of health in Pennsylvania and has just issued these guidelines. So, well, you, know, you don't have your family over for Christmas and don't even think about going to church. But you know, if you want to have an orgy, you know, go to it. Here and and and, and here are some guidelines, of course, including wearing a mask. Although, if you've seen this person who goes by the name Rachel Levine, and 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 you were to find that, see this person at an orgy you were attending, you would definitely want to wear a mask over your eyes. It sounds like you're speaking with a little bit of personal authority there about this whole topic, Greg. No, um. You promise not to tell, Don. <laughs> what, what goes on in the what goes on in the bunker? <laughs> Greg Britton. What goes on in the bunker stays in the bunker. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay, but, That's hilarious. You know, and, then, it, and, and then wonder why those in authority why we don't t- 
take their coronavirus warnings and orders seriously. Well, here, 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 here's something right from that. Here's something right from that page as well. You know, when when this whole ordeal started, we were told two weeks to flatten the curve. Then it was four. Then it was, you know, they kept moving the goalposts, particularly here in California. Governor Newsom, you know, he kept he creates brand new systems of ratings. Now we're being told this whole thing could last into the summer. Well, onto the scene comes a vaccine which is supposed to protect us. Can we get rid of the social distancing and the masks now? Oh, no. Health Act, quote unquote, experts everywhere are saying we may never have to we may never be able to give up our masks in the future. This we may be a permanently masked society from this point forward. Give them an inch. They take a mile. This is this is absurd that finally we're on the cusp of having a vaccine that can absolutely destroy, or at least it's being told to us that it can destroy. Obviously, we could have a whole conversation about hydroxychloroquine and some of these other drugs. But uh, the vaccine was supposed to be, it was all, we got to wait for the vaccine. Now the vaccine's here, and guess what? We may never be able to get rid of masks and uh, social distancing, according to these health experts. I think what we're reaping right now, Greg, is what's being called the Great Reset that was brought about by the World Health, uh, the World Economic Forum, that is uh, advancing the uh, oppor- the the opportunity that they have, that they think they have, and these are characters from Klaus Schwab to George Soros to people that head up uh, world banks, world world health organizations. I mean, you name it. Bill Gates, obviously, not much of a doctor there, not even a college graduate who's now telling us all what we have to do in order to save ourselves from a pandemic. All these people are using this entire affair as an opportunity to do uh, what they're calling the Great Reset. What Gavin Newsom says is the opportunity, the window to advance his progressive dream of an agenda and they keep they keep moving the goalposts. So now with the vaccine, yes, the masks are going to stay. Oh, the, the the coronavirus has succeeded for them in I think far beyond their belief in how easily people gave up their freedom, how well they were able to regiment society with the threat of a real disease, but one that's been one that's been vastly exaggerated and and and, and overplayed. If you want, you know, so on one level, if you look, do this, does it really make does this make sense? No, the, the evidence is the lockdowns don't work. That's why they've never been done before. Masks outside, at least maybe outside, at least outside of a medical setting, don't work either to protect the individual wearing the mask or to slow transmission of of, of, a, of, a, of a virus. But that's not the point. In, in trying to understand this, it's like trying to understand climate change or global warming, what they're trying to do there. If you try to look at it in terms of what we're, you know, uh, trying to help the environment, it makes no sense. If you look at it in terms of a way to seize power and wealth, then everything becomes, makes total sense and becomes crystal clear. The same people that are pushing the same, largely the same policies for global warming are now pushing the same thing for coronavirus. It's just that the threat of a virus pandemic and so and an individual actually getting ill and dying all of a sudden becomes a, a sufficiently a motivating factor for them. But they don't believe Absolutely. it We talked about they don't believe their own BS. And case in point, Gavin Newsom. Don't go to Thanksgiving dinner. It's too dangerous. And what does he do? <laughs> He, he goes he goes to a fancy restaurant with a whole bunch of people crowded together in their private room for a twelve thousand or twenty thousand dollar dinner for whatever for twenty people. Bam, you know, Gavin, wear a mask. And then she doesn't right. wear a mask. Nancy Pelosi. It's a hair yep. done. No mask. Right. And it goes on and on. I mean, we've got elected officials all over the country that are issuing edicts. I think there was a mayor that basically said, uh, you know, stay at home from his condo in uh, Cabo San Lucas or some such thing. Right. I mean, the, the, the transparency of this has gotten beyond ridiculous. People now understand that, uh, you know, the whole 
uh, demonization of hydroxychloroquine was all about being able to uh, spend billions of dollars to come up with a vaccine. I have uh, talked to more doctors than uh, I've cared to, um, but it's in the quest of getting information about this, about hydroxychloroquine. I mean, the the evidence is clear. It works. But when a doctor calls in for a prescription for hydroxychloroquine, they're often greeted with a pharmacist, in this case, a Rite Aid, that said, well, why are you, uh, why are you prescribing hydroxychloroquine? And the doctor says, well, not that it's any of your business because of my parent, uh, my patient, uh, doctor relationship. I almost said parent child, uh, which is more reflective of the relationship between the pharmacist and the doctor. But the doctor is saying, it's not really any of your business. The pharmacist says, well, I'm not going to fill that prescription. I mean, this is this is the insanity that we're at when pharmacists overrule doctors for prescribing something that cannot hurt people. That's an that that's an option that we should have. We should have the freedom to choose our own course of health, uh, you know, maintenance, our own course of dealing with uh, with an illness or the prospect of getting it. And here you've got a pharmacist that's making that decision for a doctor. This is happening all over the country, Greg. It is. And I, the studies show, the vast majority of the studies show that hydroxychloroquine work, and the ones that don't are either very late, it was administered very late in the disease, or there are other problems right. with it. Other, other, other problems with it. I know two doctors that confirmed to me that it, uh, that hydroxychloroquine with another drug whose name escapes me uh, is effective, particularly early on. Particularly early on. I, I think I, I think that this, this is this is this is an even bigger point than just getting money. So why hydroxychloroquine is long off patent, costs sixty cents a pill. So there's there's not a heck of a there's, there's very little money to be made in a cure that costs sixty cents a pill. But it's, but it's worse than that. The FDA, CDC, the Democrat Party, the media, the whole ruling class wanted to use coronavirus as a political weapon to gain power. And they were willing to see thousands, potentially tens of thousands of people, particularly if you look at it worldwide, unnecessarily die so they can get more money and power. Our enemies, America's enemies, the enemies of freedom and democracy and the republic and the constitution are not just wrong. They are evil. And they have no limits. They have no scruples, legally or morally. And these are the same people that are trying to take away our right to elect our leaders with massive, in-our-faces, vote fraud. That's what we face. This is, and, we'll, and we, this, even though we're not shooting at each other, at least not yet, this is a wartime Christmas. No question. No question. And, in fact, I think you don't even need evidence of voter fraud to know that there was voter fraud. Look at the last five years, everything that the progressive left, the the far left radicals, and I don't even know if it's fair to say that because some of these people aren't even that far left anymore. Look at everything they've done to thwart the agenda of Donald Trump from the uh, insanely transparent effort by the Hillary Clinton campaign and the Democrat National Committee who financed and paid for the dossier through uh uh, through uh, Fusion GPS, the way that that was weaponized by the FBI, the way that they went into trying to entrap Donald Trump in a collusion nar- uh, a, a not only a collusion narrative, but a uh, narrative that was involved that would have involved him uh, trying to uh, avoid uh, the entire matter. Then you had the Mueller investigation. Then you had the uh, impeachment. Then you layer on top of what you just described as the effort to weaponize a pandemic. Do do you even think, would any rational, critically thinking person uh, 
contemplate that they would all of a sudden go, let's have a free and fair election to see who wins, given everything that Donald Trump had stacked in his favor, uh, that the coronavirus pandemic unwound some of that, the the amazing economy, uh, his agenda uh, from our perspective that was largely successful. Were they going to allow a free and fair election? Of course not. Of course not. I remember just last week we had Jennifer Jung on our show and had found the amazing video of a very prominent and uh, professor and dean at one of their uh, most prestigious universities explaining how they, the China has friends in the core circles of American power, and they've been used, and then particularly on Wall Street, and have been able to use that to resolve problems with the United States of America to their advantage until Trump, because the China and Wall Street can't fix Trump. And I think that expl- goes back to explain why we had, they did what they did with coronavirus, why they cheated and on the election. It explains everything. And we also yep. haven't mentioned what they did this year of using r- the race riots and exploiting that and lying about what happened in, the, in, in those instances of where a where some, where the, the police shoot somebody who is of a politically preferred minority status. And then that was all prearranged. They had the supplies were put out there for the for the rioters, Democrat DAs and police were to stood back and let and let all that happen. So that's 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 just part of the range of the assault against our country and our liberty and our constitution. And with that, again, our sponsor does like to have his commercial played during our show. So let's hear from All Star Collision. A place to take your car when you have an accident because they are truly the kings of wreck and roll. Back after this. When you're in an auto accident, you want quality repairs done as fast as possible. All you need is All-Star. For 20 years, CarStar, All-Star Collision, and Corona has delivered quality work and customer service with honesty and integrity. So when the inevitable happens to you, all you need is CarStar, All-Star Collision. 951-279-9161. Mention AM590 and get a free rental car for up to five days or $100 off your repairs. CarStar, All-Star Collision, the kings of wreck and roll. 951-279-9161. AM590, the answer. Welcome back to the United Inland Empire Radio Show, the radio show for the most important political office. We say that over and over again. Maybe our listeners start to tune that out. Sometimes when you hear the same words over and over again, you kind of gloss over them. But we're going to dig into that most important political office and one of the responsibilities that comes along with it, which is by birth, the I believe we literally swear an oath to our most important political office, the one we're born into, citizenship in the United States, which the oath of office, of course, is defending uh, the Constitution and America against all enemies, foreign and domestic. We've been learning, Greg, over the past four years how thoroughly infiltrated the enemies of America, the enemies of freedom, the enemies of liberty, the enemies of personal determination, you determining What's the best employment relationship for you to have? How do you want to treat yourself medically? There are so many uh, ha- worship. W- do you are you, are you permitted to worship? Is worshiping in America essential anymore? According to our elected class, it's not essential. I've made the argument, Greg, over the past couple of years as I've spoken to groups that we are in the middle of Revolution 2.0. A lot of people like to go out and speak and put a happy face on everything. I can't do that anymore because I see where education, academia has gone. I see where entertainment, where Hollywood has gone. I see where the bureaucracies have gone. I see where the Democrat Party has gone. Full tilt left Marxist. The work of Trevor Loudon illuminates that. We are in the midst of reclaiming our freedom and our Constitution. In fact, I believe we're in the midst of reclaiming the American Republic. But be that as it may, we find ourselves in a very similar place as some people who fought the original revolution find found themselves. We're not 
having to stand on the shore of the Delaware River, contemplating how we get 2,000 soldiers, their horses, their can- the cannon, all the supplies necessary to continue the battle across a frozen river. We're not there right now. We're in a very we're in a place where all you got to do is pick up the phone like Jenny Beth Martin. Go to TeaPartyPatriots.org. You can go there and find and, and help with the election in Georgia. I think, Greg, it's incumbent on every one of us to do everything in our power right now in order to not just save the republic, but restore the republic. And the Georgia election is the is is just a continuation of that process. We don't have to stand frozen, cold, with our feet frostbitten on the shore of the Delaware River. We can do it right now from the comfort of our own home. But if we don't do that, we risk one day having to do that. They say you can vote your way into socialism and communism, but you've got to shoot your way out. I hope we can still vote our way out. That's a good question. Uh, Rob, what do we do when you can no longer change what change the government by elections? So if you had a situation where, okay, well, the other side gets in even, even far left, if you have the ability to have an honest election and vote them out and people don't like the, don't like their socialist policies and the results of those, then that's one thing. But what they, what they've done now, and if they get away with it is, there is no limit. They can be. They can do as much vote fraud as they want to. They can manipulate the machines. They can. The machines can literally change votes from one candidate to another. They can truck in over the middle of the night hundreds of thousands of ballots and pull up other fine ballots here and fine ballots there. Uh, there is. There's. There's no limit. And if they get away with this one, the Democrat Party will realize there are no limits. And they will only expand their vote fraud, both numerically and geographically. Now it was mostly concentrated in four cities, in four states, Atlanta, Georgia, Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, uh, Detroit, Michigan, and Milwaukee, Wisconsin. But there's other, there's, there are other corrupt Democrat-controlled cities, and we'll see, we'll see it expanding there. But you're right. Thus far, I mean, right now, we still have the ability to fight for the republic and our freedom without shooting anybody without get, without getting on without going out in uh, in snow and the and the ice and with burlap bags leaving a trail of blood in the snow as George Washington's men did and that's where we're, that's how we're going to end this. this this will be our last show before christmas of this year and we'll look back to there have been other wartime christmases in particular we're going to focus on the christmas of 1776 and we have a video to uh, be an audio portion of the video narrated by Newt Gingrich, who was a history professor before he got into politics, about what had happened there and the extraordinary accomplishment of saving our cause, of saving the revolution of what they did. And right now, and all you got to do is go to TeaPartyPatriots.org, click on Save the Senate, and sign up to send text messages or hand-addressed envelopes compared to what those men did for us. How can you? How can any freedom-loving America, loving American, do other than volunteer? That's right. So I wish, I wish you a Merry Christmas, Don, and and our to our, to our engineer Dan. And as you think, as you as you survey the situation before us, keep in mind what George Washington and his men did that Christmas night to save our country. General Washington and his troops had been defeated in September, driven from Brooklyn to Manhattan, from Manhattan to north of New York City, around the Palisades, across New Jersey. They declined from 30,000 troops in September to 2,500 effectives on Christmas Day. Of the 2,500, one-third did not have boots. They were wearing burlap bags wrapped around their feet. And as they marched, they left the trail of blood. General Washington knew that if he didn't win a victory soon, the entire army would have disappeared. And so he had to do something desperate. He proposed to cross an icy river at night in a snowstorm 
and then march nine miles in the dark to the city of Trenton, a village that had 800 German troops, professionals, Hessians. He was going to surprise them and capture them. It was a very dangerous plan. Because it was harder to get there than they thought, they were four hours late. And yet, as a sign of divine providence, there was an enormous snowstorm coming from the north, behind them, pushing them towards Trenton. A storm so enormous that the German troops said nobody could be out in this kind of weather. So they didn't post guards. They didn't muster at dawn as they normally would because it was impossible. And for Europeans, it probably was impossible. But these were Americans. They were used to the American winter. They were used to deer hunting in the winter. They were used to traveling in the winter. This was just a terrible snowstorm. It wasn't a reason to stop. Washington's troops surprised the Germans, captured 800 of them at the cost of one American, and then ran for the river before the British Army could catch them, went across the river with their prisoners. Within two weeks, 15,000 volunteers showed up, and Washington began driving the British across New Jersey. The revolution had been saved. How big a gamble was it? That night, as they began to get in the boats, they were told that the password for that evening was victory or death, and they meant it. They were prepared to give everything for freedom. Surely, in the most successful country in history, we can do what is necessary. We can be in the spirit of General Washington and the Americans who fought for freedom. We can go out, get the vote out, make the argument, stand up for freedom. And I believe we can have as big an impact in helping America remain free in our generation as they did in theirs. When you're in an auto accident, you want quality repairs done as fast as possible. All you need is All-Star. For 20 years, CarStar, All-Star Collision, and Corona has delivered quality work and customer service with honesty and integrity. So when the inevitable happens to you, all you need is CarStar, All-Star Collision. 951-279-9161. Mention AM590 and get a free rental car for up to five days or $100 off your repairs. CarStar, All-Star Collision, the kings of wreck and roll. 951-279-9161. Hi, this is Ed Hoffman with Summit Funding and host of the main event, Heard Weekends, right here on AM590, The Answer. By now, I'm sure you've all been hearing about the fact that mortgage rates have dropped a whole percentage point in the last 12 months. So what does that mean to you? Well, if you own a home, it means we can possibly, one, reduce your payment, two, pull out cash and pay off other bills, and then further reduce your payment, or three, we can possibly reduce the term of your loan and get your home paid off years earlier than you planned. If you're over 62 considering a reverse mortgage, the lower the interest rates are, the more money you get on a reverse mortgage. And if you haven't even inquired about a reverse, you owe it to yourself to investigate this tremendous financing option. So if you're thinking about any of these, the time to act is now. For more information, call me at 855-640-2020. That's 855-640-2020. One last time, 855-640-2020. Or go to edhoffman.net and click on the Summit Funding logo. Ed Hoffman, NMLS ID number 9921. California DRE ID number 1012658. Arizona, NMLO license number 092643. Branch NMLS ID number 1841782. Summit Funding Incorporated, NMLS ID number 3199. Arizona license number 0925837. Equal housing opportunity. AM 590. The answer.